you ever done a Kegel exercise? No. Okay. Are you going to try one? Yeah, I've been trying it. <laughs> so it's not just for women, apparently. No. Oh, hi. It's Bren, uh, your host for 52 Self-Care Sundays. I'm here with my co-host, Philip, and this topic I was kept putting off thinking that I needed to have a um, co-host that had a uterus, and apparently I was really wrong. And you're going to hear all about it. Okay, here's our conversation. Hello. Hey, hey. How are you? I'm good. Good. So Sunday went to Monday, now Tuesday. <laughs> no, but there's lots going on, and I mean, what are we, week 36 of the podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't have any excuses. It's just, it's getting busier and busier. Well, you started work. I started work. Um, we studying daycare. Well, yeah, I was going to go do like a whole rundown of like how... How going back to work was. Right. And then we had the surprise of Romer getting a daycare spot while I was in my first week of work back to work. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. That's it. There's the rundown. It happened. <laughs> I, um, my, my boss and my company's really quite cool and letting me just ease back into things in terms of, like, Working making you take Monday off. Yeah. Boom, boom. <laughs> I had a discussion um, this week with my boss, or last week, and he's like, how many how many holiday le- like days do you have before the end of the year? And I was like, all of them? Because <laughs> the way that the law works here is you don't lose any of those benefits. Like, there, it's an entitlement, so your, your vacation days kind of keep adding up as if you were working. So I have the whole shebang to, like, take before the end of the year and so my boss instead of like waiting for me to book like five weeks in Thailand he's decided that it makes more sense to use up a big chunk of them um uh every week every week so now we talked about it and Monday makes the most sense I think Mm -hmm. to take Mondays off so now Philip and I will be able to focus on lake. the lake together on Mondays, and then Phil will be taking care of the, the lake stuff um, throughout the week, uh, and then I'm in my day job, um, and then Romer is going to school, so our little kiddo was <laughs> supposed to be, like we'd had them, we had this spot lined up um, at a place that was going to take him as soon as he could walk, but he cannot walk yet. So we were like, when's that going to be? No pressure. And we were we were sort of waiting, I guess. They they, they said they'll kind of keep us in mind for November, um, which meant, on the plus side, that you would have been able to hang out with them. Right. And so... But 
not yeah. a lot of work gets done <laughs> with exactly. a toddler. It's pretty much impossible to, to get any work done when he's roaming everywhere that he shouldn't be. <laughs> yeah. You gotta be, you gotta be on he's the He's not move. walking, but he's cruising. <laughs> yeah. And his hands are finding all the things that are not toys and trying to, yeah. trying to get into trouble. But yeah, so we, Philip and I met up, well, and Romer, we all met for lunch one of the days last week. When I was working from locally, like working from home, but I didn't work at the house because I didn't want to be distracted. So I went to a coffee shop. But it's it's amazing how much nicer the day is just not having to commute. <laughs> like we we're talking about it today. Oh, yeah. um, you know, the whole work from home thing, like I can see why some employers like maybe don't embrace it. And it might not be for everybody. Like I really love being by myself when I'm working and I don't like to like chit chat and stuff like I just kind of like getting work done um you're laughing at me but you were we, huh? you guys were I I did work from home today because Romer went to daycare for the morning yeah. and then then I I was I was treated to music class while I was yeah well it's our hour of music <laughs> anyway <laughs> um but just being able to work like five seconds from your house and like just be accessible for things like oh on my lunch break I'm gonna go and like well, it was really useful last Wednesday when I ended up at the daycare yeah and they offered a spot right away on the spot yeah so you were around this so. this the city so um I don't know what daycare is like everywhere everyone's listening but um you're in in Toronto you're expected to sign up for daycare when you're like two months pregnant and then you've got to like basically hound all of the daycare spots that you want to get into um you have to call them all the time and show up and whatever and we kind of just didn't do that because our situation was such that phil was going to be able to be here with ro and we sort of thought yeah but we we did we tried to call for the we, ones we, we did, wanted we did apply for this specific one yeah a year and eight months ago yeah and I called several times with no... Yeah, we didn't hear anything back. Yeah, we didn't hear back. But. And we were and when we got on the waiting list, it was like, you're number 101 on the waiting list for your baby. And we're like, what? <laughs> and there are six spots for kids of the age that you your son will be when you want a, a spot. So we didn't really think it was going to happen. And then um, we had lunch. We said bye. I went to go back to work. And... Phil, I we sort of at lunch just talked about like, hey, why don't you go pop into? Well, you were talking to me about the the co working space. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And yeah, I yeah. was gonna go. There's a co working space with daycare, and then I was, you know, um, Brent suggested that I go check it out, and then I go to a play center. But on the way there, there was the the daycare, so I'm like, oh, maybe I'll pop into yeah. the daycare. Yeah, make make an appearance because the phone calls yeah. were being left unanswered. Right. And then they just like saw you they're and they're like, like oh, "Look yeah. how cute your kid is. Sure, he can have a spot on Monday." <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it all kind of um, happened with the going back to work, but it was perfect because the transition of me I going. A, I was a little shock. I was like, eh, "Not not Monday, maybe like <laughs> next month." Yeah. <laughs> oh. But no. Monday's good. But how does it like? How does it feel this week? It feels like it feels really good to see him like go there and be excited to like play and, and yeah. talk about the kids. Like 
I think he's gonna. He's yeah. He already seems like he really likes. He's gonna it. run this place in a couple of months. <laughs> he's already like, this morning we drop him <laughs> off and like hand him over to one of the, one of his like teachers or one of his like caretakers, and he just like kind of threw his arms out, was grabbed by this woman that he's met once. And like he like starts pointing like aggressively over the playground, <laughs> like so take me over there, miss. <laughs> like it's just already ordering people around. You're, you're my Uber. Yeah. That's my direction I wanna go to. Yeah, it's so cute. But like no tears so far. I'm sure we'll have days where it's like really hard, you know, like it's you know and he I don't know. Anyway, it's been we've been really lucky. So yeah, that's the update on how going back to work was and He's in fine spirits after his little bout with um, the fever. But we also got told by, well, we get told by everybody we talk to, like, just expect six months of um, rolling illness, they call it, <laughs> when you go start daycare. So now, um, you know, let's uh, hope that goes okay. <laughs> um, but this week, we're not talking about that. Although we just did for eight minutes. What are we talking about this week? Um, Kegel and pelvic floor exercise. Yeah. So I had been kind of putting off this topic to discuss it with a fellow, like, mother Mom. friend. Because that's, in my mind, who would go to a pelvic floor specialist. Because your pelvis has been put through... Um, Trauma. A pretty <laughs> exertion. <laughs> yeah, there's been some extra work going on at your pelvic floor. So, um, I I didn't go to a pelvic floor specialist early on because I ended up having a C-section. So, I didn't have any of the kind of like trauma to. But it still exerts the muscle, right? Yeah. There's extra weight on it. Yes. Yeah. But so that's, I kind of, it didn't, it didn't really, it didn't feel urgent to me because I wasn't experiencing the things that happen after you give birth. Like Mm -hmm. you pee a little and all this sort of stuff. Like there's just different things that happen to different people and I wasn't having those symptoms, but I did have like lower back stuff and like hip pain a little bit. Um, from, but I'm thinking, oh, it's from picking up this giant baby all the time and like now being at work you were going back to the gym yeah so I was yeah I was looking at starting to like properly get back into going to the gym and doing weights and running and I thought you know I might as well go and double check before I start like pulling things um and I'm really glad I did because uh apparently it doesn't matter how you give birth and it actually I should have gone a lot earlier because the c-section scar it's a scar you don't want to touch it like Touching a scar is kind of creepy. You're like, it feels funny. Like, your body's... You're afraid that it's going to open. Yeah, well, and exactly. It's major surgery. So, I'm like, I don't think I should be messing around there. Like, I'd like it to stay shut. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Um, bleeding from inside. Yeah. Well, exactly. Um, But it's it's healed what I thought. Like, it's healed pretty well. It didn't cause me any trouble. Um, But I can still see, like, a, a red line. You can see where it is whereas like I remember reading that it's supposed to go back to like normal sort of whatever your skin color is by excuse me like a year and so I'm over that year mark and I'm like hmm okay so maybe there's something up so I met with um my pelvic floor physiotherapist um and she for one of the first things she asked was like have you touched your scar and I was like meh no (laughs) 
so it's like been 13 months where I've just not not completely avoided it like I'm right. obviously yeah. you're washing your body in the shower or whatever like yeah. touch it, brush it but Romer yeah. would kick it <laughs> so like it's not like it hadn't been touched but like I didn't like play with it basically right. um, and that was one of the first things that I was advised to do was to play with the scar like move it wiggle it up down like north south and then east west to basically like detach it from the rest of the layers of the cut so like you're trying to move this this is really gross for people who don't have a giant scar but maybe it doesn't matter because i'm talking about my own scar and it's not like squirming feeling of like someone talking about your i don't know anyway but basically in order to get your body to like your brain to reconnect to the area that was cut open you have to like re disconnect keep it flow like keep it yeah and get your body to like have the signals come back to it because what the what the the doctor said to me or is physiotherapist the doctor yeah yeah okay for these purposes the pelvic floor doctor um no there's yeah maybe i don't well trish is a physio and she's not a doctor no she's not anyway she the medical professional right who, um, and someone can correct me. Why, why don't you just want to call it a physio? Oh, yeah. Okay, my physio. physio. <laughs> my physio. Um, she said that basically what happens with a C-section is that your brain, because it is it is a major surgery, it is kind of like an area that just becomes shut down after something like that. So, like, your brain stops um, sending any like directions to do anything to that part of the body kind of just goes okay you need time to heal so we're just going to kind of cut you out of like general day-to-day function until you're all good but you have to like reconnect your brain to that part of your body otherwise it just lays dormant forever and so that was really interesting because I can kind of see like I know a lot of people that have had c-sections that are like forget about it you're never gonna like be able to that you're never going to be able to move that part of your body or like your lower abs like ever again. They're basically, they're shot. Um, whereas, I don't know if they'd been to a physio, pelvic floor physio, but like, I'm hoping that, that this <laughs> lady's got a, got a magic touch to kind of be able to work it. And not just for like, I would like to go back and get fit and whatever, but it's also for the overall function of your body, like the your support system. So the inner, inner core, she, she kind of described it as like a Coke can. Um, and it was like a cylinder and then inside, anyway, whatever. I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher her description. But because of the, because your lower, like, because the pelvic floor wasn't sort of doing its job, I'm getting lower back pain. Mm-hmm. And also my upper abs, like my six pack abs that are not a six pack, but like the over layer of abs on top of the inner core, it was working so hard. So like if I like looked in the mirror and I kind of like flexed up top, mm-hmm. nothing was flexing down low, but it would kind of like pull everything in line. But as the day goes on, you get a bigger and bigger pouch oh, okay. because those muscles up top have worked so hard they can't like kind of keep up the facade anymore so if you start to notice that like you know in the morning you wake up and you're like i'm looking skinny and surely there's food and like whatever other things happen but she uh, my physio said to me that that was part of it was because like you're you know you can at the beginning of the day if you flex like you the muscle still has the elasticity but like by the end of the day it's too hard to to kind of keep it all 
together. And it needs some reinforcement. Yeah. Some help. Some well, that's why you need to work on pelvic floor muscle exercises. So the Kegel isn't the only muscle. So when we say pelvic floor and Kegel, is it the same thing? Well, uh, I'm, I'm going to assume that Kegel... No, you have to Google that. I'm not sure. So pelvic floor is the area inside, like in your body. Mm-hmm. that's attached to the pubic bone and it like kind of cups underneath and like houses like your bladder and everything and like for women your uterus so it's like the muscle that hits like a hammock that hangs under everything and the kegel exercise i think is an exercise maybe invented by somebody named kegel <laughs> i hope because she never referred to a specific <laughs> body part called a kegel okay but it was funny because she just said okay do a kegel and i was like i've heard this term so many times but, like, do I actually know what it is? I'm just, like, clenching down mm-hmm. there. Does it say? Do I have to ask? How to do a Kegel exercise. What was a yeah, Kegel I th- name I think, after? I think you're right. Like, it's Kegel exercise and the Kegel exercise exercise the pelvic floor. Yeah, that's what... Who is Arnold Kegel? I'm hoping this is the guy. Yep. Okay. Arnold Kegel was an American gynecologist who who invented the Kegel uh, exercises as a non-surgical treatment to urinary incontinence. There you go. All right. So that's that. So the Kegel exercise, I, she just said, do a Kegel, whatever that means to you. And I was like, that's super weird. Like, aren't you going to tell me what it is? Like I've been hearing like, all about this. Do, you do the squat, but you're, yeah. <laughs> it's oh. like you're doing something else in a squat. It's the not... squat was the next thing we had to do. Cause oh, okay. we actually had to, so she wants to strengthen, strengthen the glutes and the inner thighs. So like, I've got all these like kind of semi Pilates type exercises that I'm supposed to do really slowly with a band. But what the Kegel is, is she, it's, you, you hold, like you stop your, okay, so you're supposed to be, make the motion of stopping pee midstream, so like clench, mm-hmm. and then make the motion of stopping gas from passing. It's the same motion, isn't it? Well, or is it a little different? It's different because when you're clenching your bum and the other one you're clenching your pee. If okay. your pee doesn't come very <laughs> and vice versa. Um, so yeah, there are two different spots where you're clenching, and but it, it's all attached. So it's like the front pelvic muscle and then the back. Anyway, guys, we're not doctors. We're not even physios. So everything I'm saying right now is all paraphrased from my appointment. Kind of like so what th- I did. Things to Google. Right? Yeah, guys, there's a thing called Google, and it'll tell you all of this with way more accuracy. But the Kegel exercise um, is something that now I'm supposed to be tracking on this app that the physio gave me. Um, And I'm supposed to do these three times a week um, along with these other like clam shell muscle, like where you do your legs, like you kind of have your legs in like a... Oh, the scissors? No, No. you put your ankles like stacked on top of each other, your knees stacked, but they're bent and then you lift your legs open, like kind of like a clam. Okay. But then with a with a band and then some squats with a band. Um, so overall, what I'm supposed to be doing is strengthening the butt muscle, like your glutes, and then the inner thigh. And then I have to do these like tabletop like raises, like you do like a, you raise your butt, but you have to breathe in in a certain way. And it's all very like 
just small movements and like as she's like okay no do this this nope you're you're now you're tensing the top part of your at like so the muscles that have been working are the first ones are the like, wrong ones yeah. <laughs> and at one point she's like okay so go into like a half bridge kind of thing so you're like your bums off the table your back's still down but then you're supposed to like lift your leg up somehow and uh and she's like, okay, so feel down on your lower ab area. And it was like all, there was no muscles being tensed. But like, here I am with my leg in the air. And she's like, you're supposed to be supporting that leg, like with some inner core muscles and you have nothing like working. So it's about when you do lift your leg, it's like you have to breathe and tense the muscle inside and then lift it and then try and kind of like get those things speaking to each other again. Hmm. But... Dudes can do Kegel exercises. Yeah, I just found that out. It's, um... Because we were talking about posture, right? Yeah. And, like... So it's good for, for your posture because it's... It helps, like, um, support, like, your lower back and your your um, abdomen. Mm-hmm. And, um... And then, um... It's also good for, um... Erectile dysfunction or... It'll give you, like, stronger reaction or better control of it. And yeah, well, that was the original sort of, like, when you hear Kegel, you think of... Well, like, I always thought, like, Kegel balls, for women. The, the, the ones that, like, you yeah. know, that helps do the exercise, but, you know, you can't do it with man, right? So I just didn't think it was such a thing, but, yeah, apparently it has the same benefits. And yeah, it's all, it's for yeah. bladder... Because if, if bladder control, yeah, um, and then it's all your muscles down there, so like it keeps everything like yeah, in good shape. It helps, like you know, probably like helps tuck in the, the tummy as well and things like that. But yeah, because I definitely feel mm-hmm. like throughout the day it's like oh everything kind of lands on my lower back, like my posture gets really slumped and like so working on the scar. I gotta go. East West, because she said my North South wiggling of the scar really loosened it up. But the East West, I need to push down and wiggle at East West. And then next appointment, which is in four weeks, I'm going to have to lift. We're going to be lifting the scar away. Ooh. I know, which is kind of weird. But like picking, pinching it in your skin and kind of lifting is, is it away. Is this something the OB should be talking about? I um, guess so. But, no, I think, I mean, yes. But I think within the context of like, Doctors, OBs, they're dealing with like more. The procedure and that's. Yeah, and I think that's why there's. Yeah, but there's not a lot of um. There wasn't any like kind of direct encouragement to go and seek this out. Like, Mm -hmm. I wanted to do it because, also, given the products that we're selling at the lake, like there's definitely like pelvic floor sort of specific, Mm -hmm. um practice products like basically to help you work on those muscles so I was like well what is it like do I need one of those to be able to do it and like no all you need really is to hold your pee and hold your gas and then like focus on you breathe in and then when you breathe out you're then hold pee hold gas and then like flex the the ab muscle the Mm -hmm. lower ab so it's very interesting but as a form of self-care, I think it's kind of, it, it's this, there's a whole bucket of those things. Like, you know, you could probably get away with not doing it, but 
it's something that if you take steps to like re reestablish kind of that part of your body, hopefully it will keep away like needing like back. Or, or yeah, like if you pain, start running, medicine, and there's less and less stress on the lower back, or and then less less injuries less generally. Injuries, right? so well, I asked her. It's a good thing you went and, and seek her advice before yeah. like starting running. And, well, cause I was, as I was leaving her office, I was like, okay, but I want to go back to the gym. Am I allowed to start running? She's like, I wouldn't. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I've gone a couple of times since having row. And like, I do remember a couple, you know, mm, this doesn't feel super normal, but like, you just kind of assume that, yes, there was a lot going on down there. So I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, now I'm glad at least like I'll have a foundation so that when I do want to get back into well which i i would like to do that now but i think it makes more sense to yeah, to do yeah, this so all that being said ladies gentlemen go hold your pee hold your gas <laughs> <laughs> try some kegels and see what kind of kind of um result you get and if if you feel like maybe there's other issues um you can seek out a pelvic floor specialist in a in a theater near you? No, not in a theater. I don't know why I was like somewhere <laughs> near a you. In a clinic near you. I'm lucky that this there's a space down the road from us that is like um. Specialist. Uh, it's in, well, mother sort of like yoga, yoga. themed. Well, it's called yoga mama. Called yoga mamas, um, but they have um, uh, staff that is on hand to do um, appointments like the massage and acupuncture, and then this the pelvic floor specialist. So. That's kind of again. It was accessible, and I I got to to get right in there. So yeah, that's it. That's self care this week. Don't ignore your pelvic floor. Say it with me. Don't, Don't ignore, ignore your, your pelvic, pelvic floor. floor. <laughs> Man and woman. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, I'm gonna go do my exercises because I didn't do them today. See you later. See you later. <laughs> okay. Bye. And that's it. Thank you so much for tuning in this week. Um, now that Philip and I have Mondays off together, hopefully we will be more <laughs> consistent. I know the last uh, couple of um, Sundays have been all over the place, so we appreciate your um, understanding. And uh, we'll check in with you next week. In the meantime, take care of yourselves and do your Kegels. Bye!